Welcome to another episode of Free Basketball. I am your host, Strand Meadows, and this week we're doing something a little different. If you've been following the Grizz on One podcast, first of all, thank you. Uh, second of all, you know that last week was crossover week, and we didn't have an episode come out last week. And that is because if you were in the Memphis area, you know that we had some ice storms. Um, a storm is probably a little... Uh, maybe strong of a word for what it was, but we had some ice here and I live out back road, middle of nowhere. So any kind of harmful weather or ice is basically just ruins my week. So we actually had power outages all throughout the week that I had to deal with. So I wasn't able to record with a couple of co-hosts for actual crossover week. So this is our actual crossover week. This is part two of crossover week. So we're bleeding into the next week and this is actually going to be a two-parter. The first part you're going to hear is with Chris, who is the host of No Bluffing Podcast. And we do a game of ours that we like to play on free basketball called Smasher Pass, which we just think it's funny to say. Um, but the connotation smash player that you want on the team, pass, don't want him on the team for the Grizzlies. And we go through the entire roster. It's a really good conversation, a longer one than we normally do, but it is a really good conversation evaluating every single player on the Memphis Grizzlies roster. So it was fun for Chris to come on for that. Um, enjoyed having him on. And second part, part two, which is going to come out in a couple days. Uh, you get two episodes this week. So you're welcome, Grizz family. Uh, Nate is going to join us. He usually is on the live shows with Daniel uh, on the Grizz 901. So you know and familiar with Nate. He's going to come on to do Last Mascot Standing with me and Cody. So if you've been following along, Last Mascot Standing is off the rails. There's no idea where it's going to go. And we're going to add a third person to that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So here is part one, starting with Chris from the No Bluffing Podcast. Hope you enjoy and be waiting or hang out a couple more days to get part two with Nate with Last Mascot Standing. I'm here now with Chris from the No Bluffin' Podcast, which if you follow the Grizz 901 podcast crew, you have seen the show, you have listened to the show, you know what this bring this show brings to the table, and we are here with the head chef. Uh, Chris, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm good, man. And and, and you call me the head chef. I, I try to cook a little bit, man. So you calling me that, I appreciate it. I don't know if Chef Ramsey would call me that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, he wouldn't call you an effing donkey, although we might call that about some players that we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, oh, yeah. But no, yeah, the no bluffing. Y'all been on there for about the same time that we have, right? Since we moved over free basketball, just a few months, basically at the beginning of the season. How long y'all been doing that over there? Yeah, man. Me and Daniel, like when I came over to uh, Grizzly back in, I want to say it was about maybe February of last year, because uh, I remember Memphis had that ice storm and I was I was writing my, uh, I guess you can say my tryout <laughs> paper to get brought on uh, during that ice storm. And so um, I, I talked to him and Nate then. I was like, man, at that time, I was already thinking about getting a podcast together. And it took some time, you know, just. I wanted to have it a certain way, the idea in my head of how I wanted the show to go. Right. And uh, this guy that I was waiting on to do it with, it just kind of got to a point to where I was like, man, this going on a year and a half of waiting. I'm ready to go ahead and put it out. And so I reached yeah. out to uh, people that were already in Grizzly media, uh, Luke Hatmaker that's with Grizzly, and then uh, Nicole that's with SBN Nation. Um, I've heard her on a bunch of Grizz spaces. And I just liked it. I liked the, the spiciness that she brought to the space. Yeah. Um, just the unfilteredness. And yeah. I was like, between her and Luke's energy, man, I think it will just mesh really well. And we have a really good time over there. So if y'all haven't, definitely go ahead and check out the No Bluffing podcast. We try to keep it as raw and honest uh, as possible. Uh, not to, you know, not players in a, in a negative way, but we're just going to be honest with the critiques and stuff like that. You know, we're not going to hold no punches. And um, that's what it's all about, having fun at the end of the day, talking Grizz basketball. So it's been about... You're right. Maybe three, four months at this point. Um, I reached out to Daniel. Uh, season had already started, but I said, man, I think I want to go ahead and get this going. And I would love to build the network instead of just doing it on my own. 
you know, let's bring in some more shows and build this bad boy up to, you know, just bring it, make it a bigger audience for everybody. And so I think we were on there maybe a week before y'all did. So it yeah. just kind of came all in and, and here we are, man, a whole network. Yeah, I like it because we have a lot of different things, which is covering one mm -hmm. topic, which is hard to do. Yep. Uh, so it works out for really, sure. really well. So if you've listened to us, you've definitely listened to No Bluffing. And if you haven't, shame on you um because <laughs> you get you get boring me and cody um and over there you get a lot of good Whatever. opinion that's ready to fire on people if they deserve it so we like that here y'all are funny gonna... man <laughs> y'all are funny Maybe i like intentionally but uh it's it's more of a dry sense of humor you have to kind of like really get into it to uh understand what's going on and that yep. probably comes with time you've got to get used to yep. us a little bit before you commit because at the first couple times you're like are they just stupid like and mostly, <laughs> yes. mostly yes but after you get it it starts to make sense right and it starts to be yep. at least a little more uh a little more entertaining that way but we're going to kind of bring the For no sure. bluffing kind of spice well hopefully spice we'll see over to okay. the free basketball because this is a little extended crossover week i know we're a week late for that but like you said you had the <laughs> ice storm last year we, we had the quote-unquote ice storm last week i lost power for a long time and mm -hmm. a bunch of games and i just i mean i had a game yesterday and i've got a game tomorrow game tuesday and wednesday because of wow. reschedules so i've got four games in five days so trying to figure out all this scheduling was <laughs> wild <laughs> But uh, we're here, and we're going to get hopefully a little spicy, incorporating into a gimmick. If you've listened to Free Basketball in the past, we like to play Smasher Pass. Now, I had to explain this to Chris beforehand that it wasn't players that we were in love with. You know, like F, Mary Kill. Like, it's not that. Smashes yeah. in players. We're going down the roster. Um, which Grizzlies that smash that you like, that you want to keep around, that you think are important to the Grizzlies maybe now or in the future? Pass. Let's get rid of them. I'm tired of watching them. Um, here's my problems with them. So that's what we're going to do today. So I didn't prep Chris at all. So Chris is going straight off the top. So if you're impressed, you should be really impressed because he had no <laughs> idea what was going to happen. Uh, but let's get started with this, Chris. We're going right down the roster. Smash or pass? Usually we have us do rapid fire pretty quick, but today I'm going to kind of maybe add a little um, to it. So we'll kind of see how this goes. But first off, we're going to start with the rookies here. Okay. So first off, smash or pass, Vince Williams Jr. I'm a pass. Pass. Biggest reason because you just don't see anything from him or even in G League stuff, he hasn't, like he's had a couple okay games, but nothing that stuck out to you where he looked to be someone that could be a potential, you know, development story. If, okay, put it like this. If, if, if the team X called us tomorrow and said, we need to have him in the trade because we see something maybe that y'all don't see, I'm going to mm -hmm. say you can have Vince Williams because I yeah. was watching, uh, and I'm going to kind of keep this part short. I'll try to anyway. I was watching some highlights. Uh, I try to, be up to date on the G League guys, just to kind of yeah. see what they're doing down there, even though it don't really matter what they do down there as opposed to, you know, on the big team. But I want to yeah. be abreast at least, you know, to make an informed opinion about it. And uh, he gives me, believe it or not, he does give me Tony Allen vibes, just the way that he runs, mm -hmm. the way that he moves, uh, his length. Uh, I think he can be a better three-point shooter, obviously, than Tony Allen long-term. I just don't know if he has to lock down capability that tony had yeah. and so with us already having just an influx of wings we've never had a log jam of wings like we do that are basically all the same type of player that can't shoot i pass <laughs> i like that one that's a good start let's go next to kennedy chandler smash or pass 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 pass, pass okay pass, i'm surprised pass. why pass why pass the size or what is it it's it's all around for me. Like before okay. before the draft, I just retweet a quote tweeted or retweeted. It was one of them, but it was a tweet that I put out pre-draft where it, it got around, I want to say late first round, and we had already traded our, both of our picks to move up for Jake LaRavia. And we went out Grizzly group chat talking all night. Uh shout out to Nate. He had already called like a week before that we was gonna pick David Roddy, the craziest <laughs> thing I ever heard in my life. But um, <laughs> we were talking to Grizzly group chat, and uh, I was like, dude, I do not 
I don't want no dealings with with KC. It's nothing personal. Like I love the yeah. fact that he's from Memphis, his story going to UT, um, the passion that he plays with, the intangibles. I love all of that. But like you said, with the size, we already have a bunch of like Tyus is small. Jai is not the biggest, but he's a decent size. Him being, I mean, they say six foot, but he's not six foot. We can all, yeah. If he's six foot, I'm six foot. Yeah. And I know I'm not six foot. <laughs> so uh with that, you have to be able to shoot. Kennedy can't bust a grape to save his life. I think he's shooting like 19% on the season right now. That's terrible. Yeah. And uh if he can't do that, the size thing. I just I love the story of giving him the guaranteed cut the biggest uh guaranteed second round contract. I love it for him. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna pass. We can pick up, I said it last week, we can pick up a Della Vadova, TJ mm-hmm. McConnell type point guard on the open market that I would trust just to back up Ja if we can upgrade mm-hmm. that backup point guard position, which that'll lead into somebody else. I'm sure you asked me in a second. <laughs> so you don't believe in the idea that they brought him in to, you know, develop him for two years to take place of Tyus. You don't believe in that route for him. I think that was a job favor phone call. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think I said that to Daniel because the biggest thing for him at his size is he had to finish around the rim and he had to shoot mm-hmm. and he can't do either. Uh, now, yeah. those are things that he can develop, but he reminds me strongly of another guard like this that was small that I actually enjoyed for the Phoenix Suns. You might remember Mount Kentucky, Tyler Eulis. Um, yep. he reminds me a lot of that guy where I was pulling for Tyler Eulis and he had, you know, mm-hmm. that great moment for the Suns where they were down five or whatever. He hits the three, they steal it, hits another three to win the game. And that was basically right. It. Um, That's it. Vince has that kind of capability. It is just too small and it's unfortunate mm-hmm. because it really is going to be, even though it's a guarantee if the shot develops. And I think even more so if he can finish around the rim. I think if yep. he starts developing those two, he might stick around, at least do the contract, obviously. But yeah. those things have to develop Is he if he's going to get a second one. We'll just say that. We'll leave it at that. Yep. <laughs> I'll say this. I, I compared him, it, and, and again, this is another Memphis guy that he has the opportunity to work with on the offseason. If he can get with campaign and they mm. can kind of work on, you know, getting him that type of similar game. See, Kennedy is up and down fast. He's yeah. not side to side fast. Cam mm. is ridiculously side to side fast i don't know how he does it so yeah if he can develop that to open up space but like you said you still got to knock down the shot and yeah i'll pass, I pass. yeah briar crest working with lausanne yeah i don't really see that happening either <laughs> uh but next jake laravia smash or pass okay so i'm actually in a twitter conversation right now as we speak <laughs> about jake uh, um it sucks, man, that you're making me choose because on one hand, yep. I believe that he, he has the ability to turn into a great role player for this team long term. I do. Yeah. What scares me um, is the fact that I don't know why I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it plenty of times. I heard Daniel's interview with his coach. I heard all this other stuff like Jake has really only been playing organized basketball for four years. And I'm it, it terrifies me that like him missing dunks, um, him pass being passive like he is and stuff like that. I don't know if he'll ever take his career by the horns. And so sitting on what could be is really scary. But then on the flip side of that, I think he could be in a vein of a Bojan Bogdanovich, a bogey. Yeah. I really think he could be bogey-esque. Yeah. And so he could be a weapon. And I would hate to go against him years down the line if he's developed into that. But right now, as it looks like, he's on, like, the bottom of our wing totem pole outside of Vince because he's a two-way. I would have to pass Ooh. if the right move came, which right now the Twitter debate that I'm in is including him in a package with John Conchar to bring in Cam Reddish. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Lord. So you think there's a big difference between Cam Reddish and those two? <laughs> absolutely absolutely okay. absolutely absolutely he's we're talking about basketball and you a coach ryan so you yeah. you know like system players and things is one thing but when we're talking about guys that can just pick up the basketball and hoop right uh, Ken, like, i mean we talk we, we, it's always a debate in Grizz twitter and, and and grizzly fans with uh kenneth lofton he may not fit the system right now but we know if you roll that ball out against pretty much any grizzly player outside of maybe 
maybe Steven Adams, he's going to go out there and get them folks work on the court. He's a hooper. He got to get everything else around it. And I think the same thing with Cam. He's just been put in a bad spot uh, with Atlanta. I mean, we, we hear about the culture there. It's terrible. They're yeah. thinking about moving Trey Young right now, your franchise player. Um, <laughs> that's insane. And then you move him to the probably the most toxic fan base and front office and organization in the New York Knicks with and coach. Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. Like, he hasn't been in a, in a place to succeed. And Anthony Sane brought this up. He was a guest on the Next Gen po- podcast with Bryson, uh, Bryson Wright. I've been a fan of Cam the whole year, uh, really since he got started. When we looked up with Ja Morant as far as getting the number two pick, before that lottery happened, I was a Cam Reddish, like, let's mm. go get him. We needed a wing to put yeah. with Mike Conley and Mark Gasol. Um, it hasn't worked out, but he brought up a good point. If they both started at the same time, if you swap Zaire with Cam Reddish, imagine his trajectory and what his career looks like being in a positive reaffirming environment versus being in the situation that he's been in. So I'm all mm. for it, man. I mean, yeah. like I said, if I got to let the lowest wing right now on the totem pole go, which right now is Jake, I'm sure. doing it to bring in Cam. So mm. sorry to give you a long-winded answer, but yeah, that's just my thought process on it. No, you're fine. I have plenty of thoughts about Jake. I'll save that for later. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's one we're going to disagree on because he's one I would keep. He's one of the guys that I would let to see what looks like in a year or two. Um, yeah. but I understand if you needed to trade, if you needed it for something that was win now that pushed you over the edge, then I'm fine with it. I'm not sure if Cam yeah. Reddish is that guy for me. Um, yeah. it, it, so that would be the only difference I'd say for right now, but to keep right. going with a guy that you just talked about that will give people work, Kenneth Lofton Jr. Smash your pass on him. I hate saying smash, dude, but, um, <laughs> I'm gonna say smash. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean when I say smash. So yeah, we'll, well say I smash. was wondering if we we're going to pass the whole board until we got to Jaw, and it was like, oh, oh no, man, he don't want anybody on the team except Jaw Morant. No, oh just no, <laughs> it's just yeah, the rookies. Yeah, I, we got five rookies. Like, come on, yeah. I know that's Give been me. the problem with us, but what do you think about Kenny Lofton? Pass, or smash, keep him, man, smash him. Yeah. I, I, I love to pick up. Um, when it comes to just a, a basketball talent standpoint, it's no reason on God's green earth that he went undrafted. But I'm sure mm. you know a, the weight thing was a was a concern. You know, if you run up and down the court for 48 minutes and you are that heavy, something is possibly wrong. Whether it's yeah. eating habits, whether it's your work ethic outside of the game, he's never looked really gassed on the court to me. So that, I don't know if that's what it is. But he's right. come in, he's slimmed down. Uh, I don't want him to lose all of his girth uh because i think yeah. that helps him a lot on the court um <laughs> uh, but i think he's going to be more fluid that way and again talking about these rookies that we got he's the most talented rookie that we have right now i would mm. say um outside of roddy just being a fit roddy's just an all-around fit but but talent wise again rolling the basketball out and just playing one-on-one i think he's probably the best talent wise that we have rookie wise so i'm gonna keep him man i think yeah he could be a player later on for sure yeah, I agree with you. I'd keep him as well. Smash for sure. Uh, last mm-hmm. one, David Roddy. Smash. Smash. Easy one. Yeah. I mean, don't really have to. Uh, I, I think of the rookie class, this is the least one that you have to maybe discern whether or not like they have something that could right. be beneficial to the Grizzlies. I mean, right. has it seems like the most contribution that he's given is if he's shooting the three ball well, but Mm -hmm. he's starting to drive the basket a little drive to the ball, the hoop a little bit. Um, Is that the next step for him for you? Or do you think it's just purely being a knockdown shooter play solid defense guy? No, definitely opening his game up. I think that's what had him um, starting a little slow at the beginning of the season, because when you go from, he was the do everything guy for that Colorado team uh, yeah. or Colorado State. I think he came from. So, yeah. um, I mean, he had the ball in his hands. He was, you know, back to the basket, passing out of it, uh, passing out of double teams. He was po- uh, post up, three point, pull up, assistant. I mean, he was doing it all. So you asking the guy to kind of go from that, which to me, when you're talking about confidence, I, I definitely put his confidence a little higher than Jake Laravius. I think that's his issue right now, uh, Laravius. But Roddy, He's confident in his abilities, and 
I believe when they started to kind of just unleash him from just standing in the corner and playing defense to where they let him post up a little bit. They let him get the ball off the dribble a little bit more. You start to see him show more. And I think that's going to be the next step for him uh, next year is, you know, just like they did Desmond Bain, just like they did Zaire. And Summer League put the ball in his hands and let yeah. him, you know, get more reps that way. He's going to be a player. And you add in the defense, uh, I think if we don't bring back Dylan and we don't maybe, you know, uh, bring in another starting caliber three, at some point you could look at him as possibly being the Dylan replacement long term. So it's possible. It's definitely possible. But I like what we got in David Roddy for sure. Yeah, I like that one for sure. Let's go Xavier Tillman. Man, it's really hard for me. Seriously, uh, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say smash because okay. that dude's the ultimate pro, man. He's the ultimate pro. True for a guy to put his ego down and say, "Send me to the G League. Let me be ready to where when y'all need me because y'all needed me before." He could easily go the other way and say, "Man, f y'all. I'm not working on nothing. Trade me or let my contract ride out." And he's not like that. And you're seeing now, yes, he's not the Steven Adams replacement. If we can replace him with a player that's a little bit taller, can rebound, which I can even I can't really say that because he rebounds really well for his size. Uh, just ultimate pro, ultimate end of the end of the bench guy, ultimate I'ma be ready when you need me type of guy. And for the money you're paying him, it's not too many more guys you're gonna get to come in and do what he does. So unless it's just an absolute need for him, I want to keep him on his squad long term for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. Smash for sure. He's one of those like Udonis Haslam guys, right? Like he may mm-hmm. not play a whole lot, but he's going to have he's going to have a salary for the next 12 years until his he body should. Gives, until his body gives up, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz NBA teams are always going to want somebody like that in their locker yep. room. And he's the type of guy where if something happens in the playoffs, we saw it last year with Tim- Minnesota Timberwolves, like that 15 minute stretch where he kind of flipped it when they a little smaller helped them mm-hmm. you know get over the humps so right yeah major props to him for staying ready being an adult in the room when there's not a yep. ton of adults in our locker room <laughs> um, for sure yes yeah, mash i definitely want to keep him even though there is a ceiling right but right it's just one of those guys that's always on a team because you need guys like that um, right speaking of guy who i think some people think need to be on a roster, but I'm not sure where you stand with him. It's John Conchar. Smash or pass? I'm a pass on GD. Um <laughs> I love him, man. I told this story on No Bluffing a, a few times. It was his rookie year, uh, and he was a two-way player, and it was a home game, and I was sitting probably like uh, – what was our season ticket season? We were like, I think it was like, we was like 107. So it wasn't like way up high, but we, you know, we was yeah. in that lower bowl. And I made, was I think our tickets were like row R. So he was sitting probably a row back from us, maybe about four seats to the right. And uh, the fan in me, I knew who John Conchar was because like, <laughs> I, I know who our players are. When we draft them, we bring them in. I, I do my research. I know who this guy is. And I wanted to say what's up and talk to him because he is close to me. Yeah. But I didn't. And um, next thing I know, probably about second quarter, his it had to have been his mom and dad. They ended up coming in and enjoying him. And maybe that's why he ended up yeah. sitting in the crowd. Yeah. But he was in the crowd when he easily could have been on the bench with yeah. his team. He was a two-way player, you know, so he's still <laughs> on the team. But it was just that humility in that little small moment for me. I was like, like I like this guy. He's not too big on himself. Uh so having him on the squad, man, you know, he's a good player. Again, another good in the bench guy to step in when you possibly need it. I just don't – I've never bought that he was a De'Anthony Melton Mr. Do-Something replacement. That was just foolish. And so as a casualty of war, you know, uh, I'm a pass on him. Yeah. But, that, yeah, that, that's a, that's my thoughts on GD. Love him, but got to pass. Yeah, love the story, right? But, I mean, last year he barely plays in the playoffs. Like he just won't yep. be able to play. Like he's good for the yep. regular season for the versatility and you need the body, like the warmth body. Um, mm-hmm. But, and I think when playoff time, he's just cut out of the rotation barring injury or some weird matchup where he can actually right. be additive. So I would yep. pass this to, I just, 
I the contract's <laughs> cheap. He's fine, but there's nothing about him that I'm like behold. Like, oh, I gotta keep Conchar because he brings nothing. so much to us. <laughs> yep. Another guy. Well, before we move on, the, but hold on. Oh, 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 I want to. I want to ask you this. Yeah. Because again, you a coach. You look at it from a different lens. You and Daniel. Yeah, I look at stuff from a different lens than what I do. I've never coached before. Sure. When you look at Conchar, he started this season looking really good. Yeah. I mean, stepped in and started some games, and then even when he went back to that, you know, uh, backup role, he still looked decent. What you think that happened to him? Like, it's just regressed like terribly, like the worst I've ever seen him. Yeah, it's all based on his three point shooting to me, uh, because mm-hmm. he even in the press conference when we were there for media day, he even brought up his three point attempts had to go up. Like he was like, I yeah. averaged 1.5 three point attempts last year. I got to get that up higher. Um, mm-hmm. And when he started missing, he stopped taking threes. And when he stopped taking threes, he's a non factor. Um, mm-hmm. So I think his attempts, I haven't looked at them lately, but they're probably about the same as they were last year. And that is not the improvement I think they were looking for him from him. Um, yeah based on the playing time that he's getting in starting a bunch of games. Um, So I think that he'll start to shoot more threes. And based on that, he might get a little more time coming towards the end of the regular season. But that's the Mm -hmm. only thing I'm watching from him. If he's shooting them and if he's shooting them well. Um, And that's the only reason he might get time. If he's going to keep shooting one or two a game and not making any, he's going to be gone. (laughs) Like he's yeah. just going to get lost in the rotation. Uh, would so you give Roddy his minutes right now? I would. Yeah. I think I would based on what Roddy has done. I think they're right now equivalent players. Uh, but mm-hmm. if I've got an equivalent player who's, you know, on a rookie deal, I know John Conchar is super cheap. It's not a contract issue, but right. age is basically about the same anyways, but there is more, there's a higher ceiling with Roddy that I would yep. want to invest those 15 to 18 minutes into than Conchar, where I know there is a definite ceiling where the best case scenario is that he's on a three point heater, you know, right. or mixing it up on defense against a smaller guard, you know? Right. Uh, so right. I'd rather it go to Roddy where I can see something in a year or two instead of Conchar, where I know what the only thing I'm getting, I know the best thing I'm getting from him is this is X. Um, yeah. So that's where I am between those two. And I know that has been a topic of debate um, right. with Roddy should be playing more over Conchar, but that's going to come down to uh, someone in particular that we have at the end. So it's going to okay. be a, a surprise person. So we'll save that. We'll, <laughs> I'll save that for you at the end. Next kind of in cool. the same vein, Danny green smash or pass. It's another hard one, man. Um <laughs> <laughs> his I first game you, back i didn't prep you so you i know i know uh, oh man. unfiltered thoughts this is what yeah, everybody man. wants oh um his first game back didn't make this this answer no easier <laughs> because <laughs> uh, daniel i was on with him the other night he said he still is yet to hit the rim and I'm like, well, dang, when you think about it, the one he made, literally, you're right. It didn't nothing touch but nothing net. but net. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Um, obviously, that's not going to be him forever. He ain't played in almost a year. So I understand the jitters. I mean, he was knocking it down like crazy in warm-ups, but who don't? Um, yeah. And the game is totally different. If you ever play sports, you know. So, yeah. um, man, 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 man. It, it's really all dependent upon <laughs> – uh, I need a I'm decision. Gonna I'm gonna say pass. I'm gonna yeah, say pass. Yeah. I'm gonna say pass. I think that I think that's fair. I, I look before he tore his ACL or whatever it was um, last year. It was like one every four games with the 76ers. He would hit two or three threes, and the rest was one for seven. That's as oh, much an evidence. That's as much evidence as I need to be like. I get it. The locker room guy, guy has been there, and he can be helpful yeah. that way. Um, but I've seen it and now I got a guy coming off ACL at age 36 or 38, whatever he is. I think I'm okay. Like I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'll be all right with being the locker room guy, but I don't need him on the team. Like, I don't think he's important. I agree with you with that. Yeah. Um, next Santi Obama. Oh, 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 
Uh, well, I just one thing on DG before we move on, because I already know my answer on Santa easy. Um, <laughs> the only thing with DG, man, is the fact that the open threes, if we don't make a move, I'm so worried that it's a possibility. It's foolish if we don't. But if we don't, I'm just worried that them open threes that we've been getting our other wings that they just can't seem to make. Yeah. After a while of him getting back in a groove, I feel like as open as they could be, DG or just make a higher percentage. Mm. So that's the worry on a team that's just shooting terribly to lose a guy that has a history outside. Like you say, it was times last year where he was definitely streaky, but I mean, he can't do no worse than what we got. So that's the part that's, that's a, a pause <laughs> for a cause uh, for sure with me. Um, I just wanted to just, you know, I guess make that point, but at the end of the day, you're right. I'll pass. Yeah, with, with Danny, like we have our version of the Splash Brothers, you know, Clay and Steph, except they're called the Clang Brothers. And Man. It's, it's Zaire and Dylan, and right now, Danny Green. The Clan, and you can yep. probably throw Contra in there. The Clang Brothers, we got a whole clan. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. Santi, you had your head, you're ready to go on Santi. What do you got? Smash a hundred percent. Keep them. Yeah. Um, I I went on the Grizz Nine One podcast before No Bluffing was developed in this summer. Uh, while Daniel was gone, me and Nate we took up a lot of the reins on that. And I probably I also was a guest on a few podcasts too. I let Santi have it. I did. <laughs> I did. Like I had these whole rabbit holes where I went down comparing him to Marco Guterich and just the way that their careers were looking at that point. And I was like, you know, he did not look like an NBA basketball player to me last year. Yes, yeah. he had that reverse dunk that we all went wild about. And that's what you do for your guys. You know, you pump them up, especially when they're struggling. But yeah. I was like, I mean, we moved up in the first round to get him. I don't care that it was pick 30. Guaranteed contract. Up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Guy we going solidified this guy. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. Like, what in the world? Like, nobody even knew of him. Like, what is? what are we doing? And then you watch his highlights. You're like, oh, okay, he got talent. And then you get on the floor, and it's like, oh, no, he don't have no talent. Like, the Monstars <laughs> came and took his talent. And so. All blue one. Yeah, yeah, for real. Seriously. And so. Better teeth. You know he go. That's it. That's it. Better teeth, better hair. Uh <laughs> He gets the summer league and he had those two or three games. I can't remember how many it was, but he, you know, it was like 20 points, rebounds and stuff. But just the way that he was getting them to me was just so simple. I mean, they were a bunch of dump offs and putbacks and stuff like that. I didn't really see a lot of him controlling the game uh, or controlling what he was actually, his, what his stats were showing. And so then we come into the season and you hear these pregame or, or these preseason uh conferences and presses where they say y'all gonna be surprised with santi and i'm like yeah okay all right whatever <laughs> i've been surprised with santi a hundred percent and that to me is a guy i would say right now as it stands we got our starting five and we'll get to somebody i'll say what i say about them but right now <laughs> i would say <laughs> He's probably the fifth most important player to me on this team that I want to keep long term wow. at yeah. this moment. So that's I'll leave it at that. But yeah, Santi's definitely a smash and keep for me. Yeah. On the same kind of vein, who maybe long term might be more interesting discussion, Brandon Clark. Smash or pass with him. I'll smash. He's number six, possibly for me. Okay. Um, I I, I want to keep him right now. Um, my only worry is that when you got a guy like Santi, which definitely has the higher ceiling, he's able to hit the three, he's able to facilitate, he's able to take the ball up the court. He's able to do so much, and he's seven foot doing it. With BC being a six seven, I mean, we'll be generous and give him six eight, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah. He's really a wing. Uh, well, he's a big man in a wing's body. And so yeah. w- with him being so dependent upon athleticism, uh, the three fell off. I don't know how. I just really don't. But I'm glad when he saw it fell off, he just stopped shooting it. I appreciate that, which another player we have won't do. But um, coming it's up, just a, coming up, coming up. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I know it. I just feel like at some point, if you have now, if Santi is your starting five long term after Stephen Adams declines and maybe becomes a bench player on our team because I we I feel like we need to keep him as long as we can. Uh, and as long as he can, you know, play, we see yeah. what we're missing with him right now. 
Um, if you got BC, I just don't know if you don't go out and upgrade that position to a true, like, close to seven-foot rim-running, rebounding role player like that. Um, it's just that that's the only thing that worries me. But right now, it works. I love BC. Uh, value contract. So uh, what he brings to the squad, definitely going to keep him, uh, at least for the immediate future, for sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. Another one, Zaire Williams. Pass. Long-term. Oh. Pass. No, just straight pass. You're done. Pass. I'm, one I've of the seen Clank, what I need to see. You're getting rid of one of the Clang brothers. Now you two yeah. for two on the Clang brothers pass. Oh, no, three for three. So we got another <laughs> Clang brother coming up. You're going to be four for four on pass. We're going to find out to be uh, – you'll have to keep listening here, fans, see if you go four for four on the Clang brothers. Uh, yeah. Zaire, what is it? Is it just the offense or what? It's the confidence. Okay. Zaire has every basketball gift in the world to be successful. Like, he has the hype. A lot of people that, you know, we grew up watching playing basketball and or playing basketball, when they have kids and grandkids, they're going to probably tell their grandkids, man, I was so good if I just had the hype, you know, if I was this tall. <laughs> I always say that. Like, if I was a six-foot wide receiver, I would have went to play at Ole Miss or something. Like, but <laughs> – I was a five eight receiver, so it was a little different. <laughs> Dexter McCluster was the only person that I had to look at at that point. Yeah. So um he has the height, he's got the length, he has the athletic ability. Um, his shooting form looks almost picture perfect. The ball trajectory, I mean, it's hard to block his shot. Like when you're looking at just everything outside, I said on the podcast the other day, the idea of Zaire Williams is better than the actual product that we're getting right now, Zaire Williams. But it's all what is in his heart and what's in his head as far as yeah. confidence um, is what's holding him back. Um, and it's to a point to where I get it. He's second. He's a second year player. I get it. He had a, a rough college year with COVID and stuff like that. Like, that's life. I can't. I mean, we can't. I understand it. But like they can't technically really be the excuse for what's on the basketball court. Like, I feel like that's these guys escape most of the time. Is yeah. to get on that court and go hoop. So, if it's such a, if you're having such a mental block in that perspective, like, I just don't know how long we stay on the project of him. Because when you look at us, we talked about it on our pod. If you look at the player that we would have probably drafted at 17, if we didn't trade Trey Murphy, you can't yep. tell me he's not a perfect fit for this Grizzly team right now. Yep. So uh, we can't keep waiting. Like, how long do we wait? Do we give him one more year? I'm iffy, but okay. If that's what we have to do then great. But again, if he's included on a trade, if Toronto wants him or if Utah Jazz want him for Malik, whatever, like the trade that we need to push us to the top, if he's included, I'm not going to be sad. I'm just not. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's all. Yeah. I, I think he's like, there's a lot of different ways to describe players like Zaire, but I think he's an ego type player in the fact that not like he thinks it's about him or anything. But ego as right. in the mentality of when he screws up, he gets embarrassed, right? Mm -hmm. And he gets down about that. You know, like right. the opposite player of that is the player who knows they screwed up. They try to fix it and they try to learn, right? They're not down yep. about it. They're not worried about other opinions. Um, right. And that's, you know, all the best players in the NBA are like that, right? Like Jaws like that. Yep. Kobe was like that. LeBron's like that. Well, Le LeBron's maybe a little more ego, but like MJ's like yeah. that. Like the top players are like that. There is no ego. It's I went out there, I screwed up. What do I got to do to fix it? Instead of yep. oh crap, sixteen, you know, uh, twelve thousand people saw me blow a dunk, and yeah. I think that's where I am with Zaire. Is I like you said, all the tools are there to be a functional, helpful NBA player. Mm-hmm but I don't think the mind is there to yep. really get to that level. So I agree with yep. you with that. I, I would have defended Zaire probably last season, but after summer league and how he got so down on himself and then he didn't really, I mean, he was off with the knee stuff, but even from that summer league between there was, there's nothing else. Like there's nothing yep. else added. And now he's turning into a gunner without, you know, shooting blanks. Um, yep. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go. I'm gonna tell you jump. what's weird. Uh -oh, uh oh, one more thing, okay. and I'm gonna get yeah. off. One more thing. 
him going over to Spain to work with Santi, hmm. I'm iffy on that because Santi <laughs> came back a much better player. Zaire came back a worse player. And one thing that I used to learn, I don't understand. That's crazy. Yeah. But one thing that, that I learned in uh, a bunch of like self-development, personal development uh, courses and, and, and seminars we went to, sometimes it, you can't really you can't grow when you're in your pool per se. Sometimes you have to source other things as now I want to say better, but you need to go maybe find some more talented people to go work out with. You from California. You had this relationship with LeBron apparently and all this. Like go get a Paul George. I'm pretty sure y'all from around the same area. Go work out with these players that are better than you and pick up stuff from them because you and Santi can only teach what you and Santi know. But apparently Santi know a little bit more because he definitely came back <laughs> with more confidence and more skills. So Love you. We love you, Zaire. But um, yeah, man, I we got to pass you at the end of the day. Sorry, bro. Yeah, he'll make it till the end of his rookie contract. We'll see what happens. For sure. Then. Um, For sure. But Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones, who you got? Smash or pass? Pass. Pass. So you pass. have kind of flipped to the idea that maybe we need to move on to move on from him. Now I yeah. have been been on the front line saying that look, the offense is great when it's going but the defense is always awful. And the pairing yeah. with Ja and Tyus, it just, that lineup has no chance of defending anyone. And it happened yep. recently in the Cavs game. I mean, you're talking about no Jaron, no Steven Adams, like yep. a lineup with Tyus Jaw mixed with Brandon Clark, Santi, and whoever else. It just has no right. chance. <laughs> yep. So I think people were upset for, oh, if he had hit this three, we'd have been down by nine or six. Like that didn't matter. Like it really didn't because Seriously. there was no chance you were stopping them with that lineup at all. So you had right. to have the offense keep up and the offense didn't. And that's why you lose by 15 in the NBA. <laughs> but yep. is that like you're ready to move on because of that kind of stuff with defense or what is it about? Like, is it the mindset where he's always said, like, I view myself as a starter and he's starting to take starters type shots, right? Like, what yep. is it for you to where you've, you're a pass now? Well, this is a this is a multifaceted thing for me. I mm. was against bringing Tyus back this summer. And Ooh, again, yeah, okay. what we talked about earlier, it was viable point guards in this draft that you could have brought in to seriously develop behind Ja. Yeah. Um, I was a big, 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 big Andre uh, Andrew Nembhard fan. He was a second round guy, you know, projected before the draft. He ended up going in the second round. I think he was 31 pick, uh, 31st pick. Um, but I mean, we we've shown the ability to make moves and get our guy at whatever pick. And so I would have much rather brought him in than a KC, which went what maybe seven picks after him. Yeah. Um to be the backup of the future. Let him develop. And you see what he's doing in Indiana. Again, I got receipts to prove everything I'm saying. I'm not saying this just because <laughs> Nemhard is playing well. Uh, he was a veteran. He was a veteran. You know, yeah, he's an older player. Four year, yeah. I think he was a four-year older guy. So I think I just trust him better than a one-and-done five-eight, five-nine point guard uh, that can't shoot. Mm. So then uh, – but my top pick, I tell you what my top pick in that draft last year, I didn't really want a wing. My number one player was Dalen Terry, 6'7". Super fast, super quick, can get the ball. I mean, he looked like a skinny young Magic Johnson with a little twist in his head. Uh, <laughs> not really sure about his shot too much, but when you look at the up and down play that we had last year, I felt like him being a rookie, being that big, and the joy that he played with, number one. That guy plays with joy every single time. And as yeah. fun as we are, I just knew he was going to fit the mold. So I didn't think that we really needed to bring back Tyus and pay him all his money as a backup point guard. Um, and we can use that money elsewhere. And so that's my thing is we can get somebody to fill that role. Him being the best backup point guard in the league don't really give me brownie points because what does that do for your team besides just take away what a weapon could be? And so, um, yeah, I, I just think it's time to move on. Ja is a superstar, uh, yeah. one of the faces of the NBA, got his own signature shoe. We don't need the best backup point guard in the league behind him. If, if he's injured, we threw anyway. So what's yeah. the point? <laughs> I like it. Let's get to uh Steven Adams. Smash or pass? Smash. Smash. Yep. The most valuable piece of that trade a year ago was Steven Adams. 
it's crazy to say that, but he was the most valuable piece of that trade, um, looking back on it. And you see with him being out, the effects that we have without having Steve-O, the, what he does on the boards offensively and defensively, but mainly what he does to open up Ja and Dez and Jaron in a sense. I was iffy on them. Not iffy. I was just surprised they gave him the extension. But when I thought about it, I yeah. said, oh, yeah, y'all super smart for that. Keep him. So, yeah, smash Steven Adams. We we love you in Memphis, bro. Yeah, Steven Adams can be here as long as he wants to. Um, sure. Let's do it. Dylan Brooks. Pass. <laughs> if you're keeping I tried to say it before home. you got it out. <laughs> it's like a knock-knock joke to interrupting Cal yeah. one. But, uh, no. <laughs> No, uh, if you're keeping track at home, I know you're writing it down on a piece of paper. That's 0 for 4 on the Clang Brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. What is it about? What is it about Dylan? Why, I know you've been done for a long time. I've been long time. right there with you. I've been there for years. Years. Um, tell this fan base what it is, why it's time to go. It was time to go when we gave him and he tricked us. I ain't going to say tricked us. He didn't trick me. He tricked the Grizzly fan base in the front office when it was extension time last time. Uh, uh, he was not a fit then. Um, you could tell. It was it was no point of him taking away. The shots that we give Jaron Jackson Jr. now and that he deserves even more of, of us getting it down low, Jaron was supposed to be getting those shots Josh rookie year. Uh, they were playing off each other, I guess you can say, the best they could before the bubble. But Dylan should not have been the second leader in field goal attempts. I don't care that Desmond Bain was not here. Yeah. JV was here. JV was here. So it should have been Ja JV Jaren or Ja Jaren JV. But DB has always should have been the fourth guy taking, you know, the amount of shots that he takes. And so he should have been done then. But, you know, we go in the bubble, played a decent game. You come back and he had a, a pretty decent uh, play in against Golden State. He had an okay – well, he had a pretty decent first round against Minnesota. But, again, he always goes back to the mean when it comes to just basketball IQ. Shots are the most terrible shots I've ever seen, and I hate when they do go down because <laughs> it gives him the confidence to keep taking them. Stop. Just stop, bro. Like, please. So, yeah, like, Dylan Brooks is not – I hate to say this. I don't see us winning a championship with him being the number four guy in yeah. your pegging order yeah. uh, i was always at a mind frame he was better used as a six man to come in it's like a super sub but even yes. then the shot selection is still terrible because yes. i mean and, 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 oh, i can go all day man we'll be here you may have to <laughs> you know separate these podcasts up because yeah dylan brooks is just a, i'm out i'm out i'm totally out totally yeah. out i it's one of those things where like as, as a fan base when you grow with someone right like especially with John Triple J and the guys that are around him, and you see they've gone from being a high lottery pick um, or being at top of the lottery to mm-hmm. we got the play in, we beat the you know champion Warriors, we made a first round against the Jazz, we stole a game from them, then the next year we made the second round. You think that there's something going right, and so you you can't envision the idea of losing one of those pieces because you think it hinders you when the actual fact is that one piece is hindering you from reaching another level and another plane. Um, Thank you. And that's what Dylan Brooks is like Dylan Brooks served his time. He did what he needed to do, but it's, he is holding this team back. And I know everybody will say, what else, what are you going to replace him with? And look, we got front office to figure that out. We've got plenty of ideas here. This is not a trade pod um, yeah. or a free agency pod, but there are multiple hundreds of players that could fit in this spot and be more productive for what he's doing. Um, because right. there is a thing with Dylan Brooks, like I, his defense is okay, but against certain people when he can be a bully, when he has to go against the Steffs, uh, you know, the guys that are five out offenses that move around the perimeter, cut move like him, Garden, Darius Garland and uh, Donovan Mitchell. No shot um, yep. with actual guards. He's cooked like he he's gets slow all he gets cooked all the time. And he complained recently about how the refs are calling things against him, not being able to play his bully style. It's like, dude, 
that bully style's been out 15 years, dude. Like, <laughs> if you can't adjust, you need to get out. So Seriously. I think fans are just stuck on the idea of, oh, he's a good defender. Yeah, when he can bully people. When he can't bully people, he's useless. Like, yep. he's just, there's nothing going for him. And it comes yep. down to if he's making the weird one-legged crossbody fade away from the nail shot. This and ain't horse, his, bro. That's that. <laughs> that's his, like, that's his, that's the only thing he brings. Uh, because you know I like to do more stats and I like box plus minus and all that kind of stuff, which is on basketball right. reference. There's another one that I like that's on a website called Dunks and Threes. It's estimated plus minus. You've probably seen something mm -hmm. like that before. Um, yeah. But this is like he's a plus point nine, which is like he's a negative on offense. He's a bump on defense for now. Mm. Now that's probably most of who he's playing with, right? It's the benefit yep. of always playing with Triple J or Steven Adams. Like he's yep. not a, you know, Zaire in a reverse situation who's kind of have to playing with BC and Santi, right? Like right. he doesn't get the right. benefit of those kind of players to kind of back him up. Um, right. Players that are around him, an estimated plus minus of 0.9, which for a starter is pathetic. Like it's basically seventh <laughs> man numbers. Um <laughs> Rudy Damn. Gobert, Jock Landale from the Phoenix Suns. Two centers. <laughs> I didn't even know who he was or what team he played for, so I'm glad you followed that up with the team he yes, was playing for. He's the, he's the goofy New Zealand guy, whatever he was, Australian guy, you know, that mm -hmm. killed the Grizzlies on the board a couple weeks ago. Um, but mm, that's where okay. Dylan Brooks is right now in estimated plus my. Now, I know every kind of advanced metric has their blind spots, and you can pick them out, whatever. But the facts are he's sandwiched in between Rudy Gobert and Jock Londale for his added additive, his addition to the Grizzlies. And if you That's want to horrible. keep defending him, be my guest. But there's no way that you can get me to defend Dylan Brooks anymore. Uh, so, it's the antics uh, man people yes. we, we we are caught up on antics and the hustle and the energy and the show it's entertainment yes i don't care for entertainment john Morant and jaron and dez is enough entertainment for me uh and it's effective and it's productive this dude i mean we probably could have won that Cavs game if he don't get thrown out for that cheap shot that he did the other night so it's the stuff like that you're the, probably one of the oldest on the team like grow up and be a leader if you're gonna be here, bro. Like yeah. it's just yeah, I'm I'm out totally out. I don't care what they do with the deadline. If he's out, I'm 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 happy for yeah. sure. <laughs> Successful deadline. Uh, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. Smash or pass? Come on now, smash all day long. That, hey. Oh God, that's horrible to say. God, <laughs> but yeah, that's the you, whole. You know point. what I mean? That's the you know whole what I mean. point of the gimmick to get somebody to say something like that. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> Oh, this is horrible. Oh, I'm going to follow up. It's a definite smash for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Pause. Let's just move forward. Let's just move forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Desmond Bain. Smash. Okay. You don't want to add a couple articles or a phrase no, to that sir. or anything? No, sir. No. <laughs> Hulk smash, I guess. I don't know. Uh, John Morant. Smash. <laughs> That's it. I got nothing else for uh, you on that. Hey, but when no. you listen to this back, the pre previous 14 guys, you're going to be like, oh, my God. Like, if he just cuts that clip, I, I can't show my face anymore. Uh, yeah, no. for real. <laughs> for real. Now, surprise one. I said roster, but here's surprise one. Last two. Taylor Jenkins, smash or pass? Ooh, why you do that? <laughs> Man, you gonna make your you gonna make your supporters <laughs> cuss me out? Why you do that? Hey, I've been uh -oh. on frustrated with my thoughts about Taylor as well. Yeah, that's true. You true. You 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 you're hundred percent right. So at least I got your back up with me when I say I'm with you. I'm with that. With I'm a you. pass. Do I'm it. A pass. I'm with you. Yeah, I uh, I'm with you. Just from the last couple of weeks, I'm just, I was always on the fence. Me like, too. I've been telling Daniel for two years how it wasn't going to be him. 
And yeah. I've been on the fence since, but I'm just, I'm done now. I can't do it. I'll support yep. it. But yep. I just, there's too many little things that are adding up to where I just have no confidence in the ability yep. of him to figure out uh, like a game five adjustment in the second round. Like, I just yeah. have no confidence in that. Is that the kind of thing that you're thinking about? Or is it rotations? Like, what's what's it for you? It's all of it, man. It's the, I mean, I'm going to start with what you just said. Game five adjustments. I'm going to take it a step further. Game five second half adjustments. Because mm. he can make a game five adjustment, possibly. But yeah. it's not working and you need to do something different in the second half. I have not seen him go out and attack a mismatch, or attack an adjustment, exploit an adjustment. Like, exploit it. They're exploiting you. He's always the one that gets hit first, and then we're waiting on him to punch back. Yeah. And I'm just of the mindset for us to win a championship, especially as constructed. I need you to go punch first, bro. And I don't want to hear – I'm. it's time out for this with the players and with him. Oh, he's young. He's the same age as this person, or he's the same age as me. I'm not 38, but I'm just saying <laughs> I've heard this before. And it's like that's not an excuse. He's in year four going on year five next year. If I don't see an improvement, I'm sorry, brother, but it's just, it's not you. You're a great communicator. You're a great out of timeout play runner. Um, I love the play that he drew up for Ja that first game against Golden State. Ja just didn't, you know, he didn't succeed in the layup, but he right. calls great out of timeout plays, I feel like. But everything else, his inability, somebody pointed this out. I was so glad that game that Jaron and Ja went off for almost 30 apiece because he just rolled them. That was the most amount of minutes they played together probably ever, especially yeah. Jaron. And then I'm like, okay, he might be ready to turn the corner. And no, the very next game, he went with his rotation. And instead of making an adjustment, when Dylan got thrown out, with all the energy and the fighting and, the, and just the intensity that the game had at that moment, guess what he puts in the game? A guy that ain't played NBA minutes in weeks. <laughs> That don't make sense, bro. That means that you are not willing to go away from your paper. Like, that don't make sense to me. So, yeah, I'm just great developer, great communicator. But just like Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr in Golden State, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but I'm yeah. ready. Yeah, I agree. Last one, Zach Kleiman. Uh, I'll smash for now. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll smash for now. Yeah, I – the thing – the climate that's interesting to me is like obviously they drafted well but their real story right now is desmond bain right and mm -hmm. i think i'm not trying to put kinks in the arm of climate like he's done a good job i'm not trying to say that but i think we overrate that a little bit um yeah. because like the context of desmond bain that was the covid season they shut down the year early like they're fortunate mm. that court. Well, I'm not going to say that, <laughs> uh, but they're fortunate that it was shut down, that people don't see him. I don't think his team was good enough to make March Madness, but at least in the Big mm. 12 tournament, you know, if he has a big game in the Big 12 tournament and they advance or upset somebody, um, make the semifinals or something, like he could go in the teens. But yeah. Climb and them were fortunate that no one saw him play for three months and yeah. he slides to 30 now draft community was all over it right but there's so much recency bias with these gms and, and scouts or especially yeah. gms um that there was no recency bias i mean there's multiple mistakes made in that draft right like james wiseman Ooh. goes number two man like, like i'm pretty sure that's the same draft um yep. Like there is huge mistakes in that draft, and I can't help but think that if they had played a full season, if he had made a run in the Big Twelve tournament, or if they had qualified for March Madness, that he would have been a lottery pick. Um, yeah. And so I think that the fortune of that makes Kleiman look like a genius, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But now we're starting <laughs> to evaluate everything else. Zaire at ten, yep. Santi at thirty-one or thirty, whatever it was. Now I've got Roddy LaRavia, Vince William, Kenny. Like we got five rookies. Yeah. Um, gave up Kyle Anderson, Melton. Like we're still trying to find Ooh. guys that can contribute. Like if Ja went out this year, like we did last year, we're not going 20 and two without him. <laughs> no, sir. Like it's just not happening or whatever that record was. It's just not the mm -hmm. same. So 
eventually it catches up to you, right? Because you're not perfect forever. Um, yeah. But I agree. For as for right now, it's a smash. But I think that it's worth talking about to evaluate what those were and how fortunate that they were. <laughs> like the Grizzlies yeah. just getting the number two pick to get Ja in the first place was a fluke. Man, it come on. It really was. And if they get number one, they take Zion. Like, it's a it's a complete fluke. And it's very fortunate. Um, so yes. he's had a fortunate tenure. Now that we're in a spot where we could do something, I think now we're going to find out what, what kind of executive and front office it really is. Um, yep. Credit for yep. the past. But there's a crucial move or a couple of moves coming up. Uh, yep. Is there anything else you want to add to that before we go? I just want to iterate what you said, man. Job was yeah. was luck. Let's just let's call it what it is. It was a lottery. Yeah. They hit the mega million. They yeah. did. <laughs> and man, <laughs> and I tried right. every week. Yeah, man, me and you both. <laughs> if they get that number one, he doesn't look as 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 smart because who's to say he goes with Jai at number one? He should have. He should have. But you you just look at it. you got Mike Conley, you got Marcus Gasol. I could see them going with Zion at number one. So the injury stuff, it, man, it just don't look as great. BC, I gave him a little smash on that one. Uh, but Jaw was luck. BC is smash. Like you said, Dez was a smash. Tillman, I guess you can say is a smash. But the trades that he's made, mm-mm, those ain't hidden. Yeah. Not really hidden. No. Nope. Not at all. The tie signing, I give you that. Um, uh, Santi, oh, I'm I'm worried to even give you credit on that one, but I gotta give it to you because what he's shown. <laughs> But the Zaire is a miss. The Jake LaRavia trade is a miss because you could have had Walker Kessler. You could have had Trey Murphy instead of Zaire. Roddy, I guess you can give him a pass on that one. He did good. And the rest of the guys he brought in, I'm like, no. So if we put those numbers, <laughs> like if we doing a record, like a win or loss, I think right now he actually is in a loss. But because job mm. he failed to us, yeah, it's a major like overshadow with it's that. It's like a so, five-point bump, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's not really fair if we're going to be honest about it, but because he did it, I'll stay with it. I just don't want you guys to get cute, man, because, again, you yeah. looked up with Ja, but you need to improve this team. And just sitting here waiting, you wait at your window. These guys, if, it's it's very possible. I'm not saying it will, but it's very possible if they go on another seven to eight game losing streak this year, all that camaraderie and 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 we're family and 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 they got all this chemistry, all that stuff can possibly go out the window fast. And if you don't stop the bleeding a little bit by making a move that's gonna make them contenders, you could it could go the other way. Yeah, I don't know if Job Morant and, and company let it happen, but it's possible. Losing sucks, man. So yeah, you've been there. Yeah. Don't want to go back. <laughs> yeah, you seen they ain't been greedy. They ain't been dancing. <laughs> Well, Chris, that's going to wrap us up. I appreciate you playing that little fun gimmick game, which uh, kind of messes blast. with you a little bit. So uh, thanks for coming on, man. Is there anything you need to plug before we get out of here? I've, I've taken up way too much of your time. I think I said the Frog's going to try to keep it minimal, but we just got into it. We had to. Uh, man, it's, it's about that time for All-Star break. Evaluate the roster, <laughs> right? So you got in-depth stuff. Uh, so good episode today. Anything you need to plug? Man, just continue if you if you're not already if you listen to this you already are but man definitely continue to tap in the free basketball um i love the content over here like you said every show on our network is something different and you know that's good when you're going to somebody especially which is like you said earlier the same topic it's just i love that so uh applause and hats off to y'all definitely tap into the no bluffing podcast we release every monday uh we just had nate and ryan on there good conversation and um I don't have any articles coming out. I am a writer and contributor over at Grizzly, but I don't have anything right now. Um, I'm kind of on a pause for calls, a lot of stuff going on, but <laughs> I'll get back to it. I'm just ready to see what's going to happen this week, actually, over the trade deadline. So hopefully we'll yeah. have a parade inside our city. But again, yeah. another thing we ain't heard in a while. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please uh, like, subscribe, rate, Tell your friends, listen to everybody. Come on. You need the opinions and it's good to be well-rounded, right? So that's what we encourage people to do. Um, so hopefully we do have kind of a fireworks trade deadline. That would be awesome. Uh, it's Man. just more fun when your team does something, right? Just a little bit yep. of a shakeup to get you excited for post all-star week. Uh, so congrats for us getting two all-stars, Jaron being a surprise. 
and job being yes, a definite. Uh, but we will, this will probably be part one of a part two because this was our crossover week. We're going to have Nate on to do last mascot standing, which we'll, we'll schedule <laughs> that when we schedule it. Um, I have to go between Nate and Cody. So it's a constant back and forth. Uh, but we'll have that up as like a part two. So you're going to get two episodes this week after zero last week. But you can blame Perfect. the weather. You blame the weather. <laughs> but of course, so we'll probably, I'll probably have this out today. So we're doing this on a Sunday. Probably come out mid-afternoon here in a little bit. That way we don't conflict with no bluffing. So make sure you tune in to no bluffing coming out tomorrow. And we will see you guys for part two coming out sometime this week. Thanks, Chris. No problem, Ryan. Y'all have a good one, man. Here we see.